When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome to another episode of Unchained. Zolgad and Patrick Royce now in Florida. How are you, sir? I'm uh, very good. Uh, gorgeous day back in many, but a fantastic day down here, about 80. Uh, the fantasy campers arrived today, and uh, <laughs> they have Jock Jones is here this year as one of the guys, and J.C. Romero. They got some younger blood here uh, with the uh, campers, but they uh, they get, I don't know, 110, 20 guys, and they divide them up into teams and uh, spend the whole week down here reliving their uh, fantasies of uh, Major League glory, I guess. I want to know how how many guys get hurt. Because I would get hurt. Oh for yeah. Sure. Oh, by the time you get to the Saturday afternoon championship game, it's uh, it's worse than an NFL team after a 16 game schedule. They're limping all over the place. Uh, I know. Last year, I, I actually watched about two innings of it, and they had five guys sitting there with wraps on <laughs> who weren't, weren't playing. So there's a lot of pulled muscles and the like. That's for sure. All right, let's get to it. Tibbs fired. Yeah, uh, it's uh, ridiculous that uh, they that they have decided to replace him with a uh, 32-year-old guy with absolutely no background to be a uh, head coach in the NBA rather than uh, beyond the fact that uh, the, the uh, owner, Glenn Taylor, loved his father. And uh, Ryan is uh, Ryan Saunders, nice kid, and uh, I think he'd make a – you know, find coach in the MIAC and work his way up. But, uh, you know, they might get a little juice right off the bat and play a couple of decent games. But uh, this is uh, – it's its one of the uh, greatest embarrassments in the history of an embarrassed – an embarrassed full franchise, right? I mean, they, there's been no short of embarrassments with these guys. I was going to say, for, but, uh, put it up there. Wow. But okay. naming, uh, naming this kid as the coach just hoping to sell five tickets is uh, is preposterous. But that's it, right? I think it's all business, yes. Uh, Ethan Kaysan, is that how he pronounces his name? I think it's Kaysan, but Kaysan close enough. Kaysan has been uh, working hard to uh, get uh, Tibbs fired with uh, with uh, Taylor. Uh, you know, their, their attendance is down substantially this year, and one of the reasons is uh, the, their average ticket price went up by 30%, but they don't want to admit that they've made a blunder by charging too much money after one playoff season. So they're uh, putting it all in uh, Thibodeau's lap here. Now the problem is they owe him $20 million. Mm-hmm. But if they knew they were going to fire him at the end of this season, 
Uh, so they're putting an extra $4 million out there uh, to try to do some business for next year. I, th- I think their problem was it's not selling tickets for this year. It's probably, uh, the you know, they're reaching out to their season ticket holders and their corporations and everybody else trying to get them to sign up for next year. And with Tibbs' unpopularity, they thought that that was hurting their business. That's that's my theory anyway. And, and he, he is fired with Glenn with you in Florida. Glenn was not there. It was, uh, Glenn it was, was Layden in, uh, and Casson. Glenn's went down in here. Him. Yeah, Glenn's down here in Naples. That must have been a little uncomfortable for Layden, who's one of the great lap dogs any uh, any uh, guys ever had in this town, and never said a word, uh, you know, on his own. And now all of a sudden, but he knows he's done too. And the, as mm-hmm. soon as they as, as soon as they figure out who they're bringing in. I'd uh, take Chauncey Billups. I'm not a Fred Hoiberg guy, but if they want to bring in Chauncey and let him uh, make the decisions, that might be a good idea. Now, he's you, a smart, he's a bright guy. Now, does Chauncey want, want to coach or just be a, a GM type? Maybe a GM. Maybe a GM. So I, I think our days of having uh, one guy with both jobs are pretty well over. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. So so Glenn told your, your uh, colleague at the Star Tribune, Chris Hine, basically, though, that he's hoping that Ryan is successful. So this is clearly a play to try and, and tell prospective uh, ticket buyers, hey, if this works, he's staying. That's the interesting thing yeah, to me about the timing. And that's the only reason why I could figure out why you would go in and whack Tibbs after a second consecutive win Against the, uh, you know, they won by, what, 20 points or whatever it yeah, was. Two straight uh, pretty good games. Yep. And, uh, you know, I'm not saying that uh, he was the uh, end-all, the be-all, but this is strictly a, uh, a minor league, uh, let's try to sell some tickets and do more business for next year. And uh, I, I've already heard some uh, ticket holders on Twitter saying that they've, they, have, they have called up and asked about, new prices for next year and they say they're not going down they're going to try to charge the same prices they did this year so i think that's a mistake Pat. I, well i think it's a big mistake when you go to the playoffs for the first time in 13 or 14 years and then suddenly uh decide you're going to raise everybody's ticket prices 30 to 70 percent mm-hmm. i listen i i know very prominent big hitting businessmen in this town who are who went nuts at the ticket in pre- uh, increase that the uh, Timberwolves decided to come up with this year? So, I I don't know how you can, uh, you know, blame everything on Thibodeau, but certainly his unpopularity is uh, is out there. Uh, apparently, Minnesotans were offended by a coach who says uh, f bombs. Uh, obviously, they never sat behind Bill Musselman at a game, uh, but uh, that's, uh, that's. But we okay. liked Mussy, right? Yeah, we did Didn't like we Mussie. like him. Yeah, Tibbs is just uh, you know he's not a cheerful fellow. Uh, he doesn't he doesn't smile easily during a game. He's okay if you go have dinner with him or something, but he's uh, you know he's he's you cut his head open with an axe. Basketballs are going to come yeah, out. Yeah, that's, that's true. Uh, that's the only thing in his life. But uh, uh, this idea that everything he touched turned to uh, dog manure here is uh, ridiculous. They did improve. Uh, you know, from his first year to his second year by 16 games. That's, uh, you know, the Jimmy Butler trade got him back to the playoffs. And then I still don't think what they have now compared to what they gave up. Uh, okay, Zach Levine's going to be a minus player his whole career, as much offense as he has. I like Markin a lot. That's the worst guy they gave up. Chris Dunn is not as good as a Kogi. And, uh, you know, you got Covington, Covington and Sarek. So you're, it's not like you're a lot worse off. Uh, from having made the trade, you're worse off because Butler destroyed the start of this season. The worst thing that we didn't know was Butler was crazy. Yeah. Uh, we had no idea. No. I mean, I 
don't know if it ever got as goofy in uh, Chicago. I mean, he, he, obviously they were ready to get rid of him. Although the year before, didn't Tibbs try to get him the year before? Yes. They still were holding on to him then. Yep. Uh, but uh, the uh, you know yeah, I had no idea that. Uh, and and I you know people like Ashburner and those guys who know him said that he changed a lot. He he was like this hardworking guy, and all of a sudden he believed he was a superstar. So he's ca- causing problems now. I mean, the thing in Philadelphia oh, was yeah. hilarious. Well, that was never going to work. That was never going to work because here's my theory. Now I've talk to national guys who tell me I'm crazy. I don't think they're going to pay him. And I think he's getting that I think he's getting that vibe. And I said, <laughs> as soon as he gets the vibe, he's not going to get paid. All hell's going to break loose. Because for all the BS about, I don't like Wiggins, I don't like Towns, it was money. If they would have figured out a way to give him 160, he would have been fine. Yeah. And Last uh, July, though. That's the incredible yeah, thing. Yeah, right. He couldn't wait. Yeah, yeah, that's right. He wanted it now. I yeah. suppose he. I suppose his big problem was he thought he might blow out a knee or something. But yeah, well, good luck to the. Uh, I I actually thought Seventy Sixers was a good place for him because that team did look like it needed an edge, but not this much. What you need is the third guy to come in to know that the other two guys are the are the are the real guys, right? And Bede and Simmons, and then you're the you're like the third guy, but Jimmy's not willing to be the third no, guy. Hell he wants no. to wants to be the first guy. And uh, same thing, same thing here. But uh, I told you he is an ideal Nick. Uh, He'd be it'd be it'd be a fantastic oh, yeah. bleep show with, with him as a Nick in the Garden. Mm-hmm. Jimmy uh, Butler, yeah. But this is uh, uh, somebody will uh, find out the uh, true story here on how this came down. But uh, I, I, why would they not let Tibbs go down and take a lick in Oklahoma City and then do it? when they came back, right? I mean, what? Because why, why, I on think this, Glenn, why, why on this day? Because I think Glenn wanted to be gone. I think if Glenn comes back and, and he's not there, uh, it's really they, weird. Weren't they supposed to have a press conference today? What happened? Saunders was talking this morning. And okay. I, I think, but I think it was access as as it as is normal. always. Yes, as normal. So uh-huh. yeah, I think that that's it. I think oh, they're they, trying I, to keep I, things as ordinary as possible, despite the fact that that's impossible. Well, they got their uh, coaching staff is down to, they got rid of Greer. Yep. And, uh, you know, they got rid of the head coach. So what, and they, they were already like one short compared to every other team. So uh, I think they only got four coaches. Most of the NBA coaches got six. And uh, young Ryan needs all the help he can get. So it'll be interesting to who he trusts. Yeah, and I saw in in one of the stories I read this morning, it said that they were talking about trying to bring in a guy who might have had some head coaching experience to for, for him mm-hmm. to at least uh, discuss things with or something, a consultant uh, of sorts. Uh, Tex Winter died, unfortunately. Tex would have been great, but that's a didn't <laughs> it's all be hard those, for Tex to show didn't up. Didn't all those young coaches always bring in Tex? Let's yes, say, they you know, did. after after he left the Bulls, they, yes. they'd always bring in Tex. Tex could there's show up be, and help out. There's got to be an 85 year old out there who could help him, right? Uh, I, I don't know who that would be. But, but you know uh, what? You're, you're right. This continues the Wolves tradition of being one of the goofiest organizations we've ever seen in this town. Maybe the goofiest. They're always desperate to, uh, you know. They're they're always, you know, This is an attendance-based decision. This and, and they're always desperate to get their share of the of the pot, 
and uh, they rarely do because uh, obviously the Vikings own the town. The Wild are second as far as selling tickets. Yep. The Twins are third, and then way down there in the bottom, as uh, as far as the pro teams are, uh, is uh, are, are the Timberwolves, and it's always that way. And then then when they have a chance to screw something up, well, what was it six, seven, eight years ago? They started charging like as much as it cost to get into an Augsburg game. And, yes. you know, and the thought that, that, that they never have a – their business plans are always idiotic. You got it. Last year, you make the playoffs, you ought to say, man, thanks for supporting us all these years. Your ticket prices next year are the same as they were this year. We're not going to raise you 30%. Yep. Uh, Norwood Teague wouldn't well. You know what they should, should have done? Bring in Norwood Teague. Bring in Woody. New, bring, bring back bring Woody. Woody. Woody and his burner cell and his business cell and all those <laughs> cell phones back. How about this idea? In, instead of raising ticket prices, they should have just declared this the state of basketball and oh, retired well, hey. number one to the rafters like the wild and just yes. stolen everything from the wild. Hey, we got the final four coming. We got the state of basketball I know. going here. I know. We're, you are the greatest basketball fans <laughs> on the face. They just steal everything. Uh, yeah, might as well. But, uh, yeah, it's uh... – uh, I I was kind of sitting in the uh, watching the football game, and I saw that report. Did Johnny and his guy have it first? I don't know. I don't know. Shams, yeah, they, they Wojo were and him. They were all yes. they were all quick and uh, and boom. Uh, and I said, "What the hell is this about?" I thought, well, maybe he and Glenn got into a urinating <laughs> contest after the game because he kept his regulars in too long or something and. Uh, Glenn, as it turned out, he wasn't even around. No, so. he's in Florida. He's vacationing. So, well, it's uh, it's just a messed up operation. And I think you're the one who said uh, we would have been better off if they, you know, maybe we should still move them to Seattle. Huh? That, yes. Except, except now that, a hockey team. Except now that the city and everybody else has spent all that money built, fixing that place up. I, I, I don't know. I told you, I would have torn that place down and built a new basketball palace, and that's what—that's when we show up. We we don't show up if you redo your arena. We show up if you have a new one. Uh, well, yeah, that's true, but uh, I don't know. You know, the NBA, even with all those Lakers championships, uh, they had to leave town when they had Elgin Baylor on the team, you know, for God's sakes, one of the ten greatest players of all time, and they, this has never been a real good NBA town. Never. I mean, they had the few years there, you know, in 2004. Okay. You're not a great NBA town if you show up for the Western Conference Finals. Okay. That's, uh, you know, that's, this is not a good NBA town. Although if they ever got their act together consistently, I'd be curious. That's the thing is it's never yeah, – it's always so up and down. Well, actually, last year they had 17 sellouts. I don't know where the hell that came from, but uh, they've done everything they can to uh, – to ruin it now, but it is amazing the vitriol towards uh, Thibodeau and the idea that uh, nothing he did went right. Uh, well, uh, he wasn't as big a bust as Rick Adelman, right? Right, but but Rick didn't offend us, Pat. No, that's and, the, that's course, the key. Rick, we get offended. Well, of course, Rick did have the uh, chance to work for a complete idiot, which kind of probably gave him an out. But yeah, we decide who we're going to get offended by. So, uh, yeah, it's... Uh, Come on, David Kahn was outstanding. What are you talking about? I love David Kahn. Hey, he was well, so bad, that, he was great. That's, that's the good thing, is we got the, uh, we, we, we got the new commissioner now. He can tell uh, Glenn who to hire, because so, his predecessor, Stern, did so damn well. What's your yeah. best guess? 
Oiberg as coach. They Glenn love Oiberg. Him. He, he loves, loves Oiberg. That's all that matters. Who do you love? Who you love? Yeah. Yeah. Although, I will say this for Tibbs. I think most dis- most despised professional coach in this town since Chile. Don't you? Oh, I think more than Chile. Uh, but, but not by number because there's so many more Viking fans and Timberwolf fans. But by by percentage of the fan base, yes. And I'm not exactly sh- I don't think Corzo's ratings are that good, are they? So I, I'm not sh- exactly sure where that comes. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm not exactly sure. Sh- I'm, I'm, I'm not exactly sure. I shouldn't laugh. I'm not exactly sure where that comes either. from, but uh, I, I, but it it you know once something becomes a popular narrative in this town, man, it becomes the popular narrative. So, so somebody the other day yeah. was saying, uh, I I don't know who the Twins got Nelson Cruz, and somebody tweeted me and said, yeah, the Twins will have him hit the right field or go with the pitch. How old is that joke? That's 18 years old. When did David Ortiz leave? 22 oh. years ago? 24 years ago? Oh, yeah. How old is that joke? What is wrong with you jackasses? Get some new material. Got bad news for, for you. We, we aren't exactly necessarily a passionate sports town. We do like our narratives, you know. Yes, we do, and we'll pound them to uh, mercy come. But you know who's getting the last laugh here? Who's that? The, guy, collect, the guy collecting $20 million. Tibbs is. Tibbs is on a plane probably for Hawaii right now. <laughs> go, go vacation, and, and his uh, his uh, bank account will be full for several years to come. And when he gets to Hawaii, he'll buy something. Oh, he'll have, uh, although he's money. a lifer, Pat. He might, he, he oh, he'll might coach. surface he'll, somewhere again. Uh, he not this next year, but the year after that, halfway through the season, somebody will fire somebody and they'll hire him. Hey, what's your theory? Because they'll need to be – we'll need discipline. You know, yes, exactly. Some right. team that is too loosey goosey will will get discipline. We'll so. need discipline, and and he'll he'll he won't get the uh, personnel title again, or VP or president title, but he will be a coach again. I think. Can I? Uh, it's a little early for the uh, positive Pat to become uh, unhinged. What are we unhinged? No, we're not unhinged. We're what? What are we? We're uh, unchained. Unchained. Well, we're unhinged too, but yeah, we're we're officially unhinged. And, and Michael thing. Rand, I love Michael Rand, but he's one of the idiots doing this too. Uh, Cheryl Reeve to coach the uh, Timberwolves. What in the hell is wrong with you people? It is a twelve-team league, thirty-four games, and she had LeBron James, Maya Moore, and suddenly she's going to charge into an NBA locker room and take charge of a basketball team, you people are morons. Cheryl Reeve has nothing on her resume that would make you uh, think that she can be an NBA coach. So shut up about that one. If you're going to hire a woman, if you want to be really out there, uh, Becky Hammond has been training for it for about eight years under the best coach in basketball, Popovich. So stop being morons. You do realize that there's a good chance at 4 p.m. when I step in the studio today and I'm joined by my partner, that my partner might suggest that very idea, Patrick. Yeah, well. The Cheryl uh, Reeve idea might not be coach? dead on the 1,500 airwaves. Who thinks she can coach? What makes anybody think she can coach? The only thing. Throw the ball to Maya. You know, I could have. As I said, did you see this, by the way, on Twitter? Yeah. Some guy was uh, uh, nominating Cheryl, and he like three different times he asked me what my opinion was, so I gave it to him. I did see this, yeah. You know, I did. I gave it to him. I said, you know, basically, don't be stupid. Uh, so, 
And then he said, well, she, I said, I said, Maya Moore, blah, blah, blah. She won a, you know, 12-team league four times with the best talent in the world. And uh, this, uh, so I said, uh, and and she knew how to use Maya Moore. And I said, the B-Squad coach from Ulan Hitterdale High School would know how to use Maya Moore. Did you see that Johnny Kay's wife is from Ulan Hitterdale? Gretchen Krasinski was very offended. I <laughs> yes, did see was. that. And how dare B-Squad. you go after that school? How could that happen, though? How would that happen? That's, I just thought of the most obscure high school I could in Minnesota because I remember seeing it in the scores, and I always thought it was a great name. Who would have guessed I was personally insulting Johnny Kay and his family? I can't believe it. She was very upset. Still is, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. Okay. The Eulen Hitterdell Spartans, by the way. <laughs> Only you would know that. Yes. Well, just because he said she was a former Spartan, so I looked it up. I think the only thing that we know is go- going to happen with the Wolves job is Glenn this time is definitely going to get somebody he can talk to on a regular basis and who he can go to eat with and who does not offend him and his wife well, as he's sitting in his courtside seats. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's true. And the other thing is that's the other thing about the marketers they they don't like the fact that Tibbs is. <laughs> Tibbs is not a, you know, A, he's not very popular, but B, when they ask him to make an appearance, he pretty much blows it off. So mm-hmm. they, they want somebody out, they want somebody out there glad handling the, the, the waning number of customers they have. I think in, uh, in in Sam and Flip's time here, too, like they, they would bring out uh, a ticket buyers pregame to the court and allow them to, like, walk through the tunnel and all that stuff, right? And I think yeah. Tibbs very quickly said, get them the hell out of here. <laughs> And seriously, I think the I think yeah. the president of business operations said, "What are you talking about? We're trying to sell tickets." And Tim said, yeah. "I don't give a damn." Yeah. Well, this guy, this kid is uh, definitely was strongly anti-Tibbs, and I'm sure he enjoyed going in there with uh, Scott Layden to tell him he was fired. All I know, Patrick, is is I get my my wishes on a consistent basis. I wanted the Gopher DC fired. We got him out. Vikings right. OC. I wanted Tibbs That's out. Right. We got. I'm done for now. Though. Yeah. So Ryan Saunders might win the NBA title. Because Joe Rossi turned out to be the greatest defensive coordinator in football history. And Stefanski had us on a big roll there until, uh, you know, three games, two games in a row against two of the most powerful teams in the NFL. Oh, hell yeah. He, hey, he, he kicked the Lions and Dolphins butts. I saw a list of possible Brown candidates, and one of the names was Stefanski. Is there a different Stefanski? Oh, that's him. He talked Who to the him hell would interview this guy? All right. He's not, even a, he's not even a minority. There's not even any Rooney rule. Is there a Rooney rule for Polish gentlemen? What the hell? Why the hell would you take this? Why would you give this guy an interview? <laughs> oh, I'm just trying to recover right now. Yeah, no, he, uh, that was him last Friday in Cleveland. We didn't, we didn't interview any black guys, but we interviewed a Polish fella. Is that good enough? Yeah, he's a young up-and-coming coach. I don't know what <laughs> yeah. you're talking about. I mean, he's God, fantastic. Oh, what? Uh, Shooter has him. In fact, he he has Stefanski departing when his contract expires on Tuesday, and and his uh, supposedly the Vikings' target now is, and I'm not joking, Mike Malarkey. Good, I like Malarkey. And what's hysterical? Malarkey. Go Google him and coaching. And I found about six consecutive stories when when he was coach of the Titans saying we need to run the ball more. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, Malarkey's one of my favorite Vikings. He actually talked to me. so. Uh, oh, it might be good so, for you. So I like Malarkey. But uh, if he wants to run the ball more. In yep. Tennessee, well, when he was there, he said, we got to run the ball more. All right. Well, that's it. By the way, 
what was it, about three months ago where we were petrified that there was no defense and they wouldn't let the players play defense and you couldn't hit anybody anymore? Those playoff games yesterday were nauseating. They were horrible. They were interesting. I mean, yes, they were de- defensive first. How, how about the, the oh, fact that, that the Chargers put out seven those... defensive backs for the entire game against Lamar Jackson and the kid had no clue for uh, no, three-plus quarters? Uh, they had four teams in the AFC wildcard round. That were, the Chargers are okay. The other three, you know, the Colts, I, guess. I mean, they're okay. The Colts are fine. Houston they're should okay. be banned from the playoffs. Houston and, and uh, you know, the Ravens are I, I, you know, if I was a betting guy, though, the Chargers would have been the bet of the weekend. They were two and a half point dog, and they're they're at least a touchdown better than Baltimore. You're on fire, by the way. What? You're, you're uh, gambling uh, tips as, as of late. You've been doing fantastic for about a month and a half now. Yeah, too bad. You tweet not, them out. Too bad I don't gamble. <laughs> too bad I don't have a bookie anymore. He, he might moved work. to He moved to Arizona. It's all online, Patrick. I told you. It's all when, online. Uh, I told you when my guy went to Arizona. Yeah. And I, I had a mutual friend of ours who really loved to gamble. Mike was his first name. Do you remember him? <laughs> I might have actually placed uh, some bets through him back in the 90s. And he called me and he said they were beating up. They were beating up their bookies so bad that the guy wouldn't take their bets anymore and that I know anybody they could call. I was driving back from Mankato. <laughs> and I said, well, let me check. I called my guy down in Arizona and he says, Bring them on! I love those guys. <laughs> I love those guys. About two, about a month later, they were suing for peace. They were they owed fourteen, and he let them off the hook for ten. So, oh, you're kidding! No. Oh, I forgot that part of the story. I remember that's, the first part of the story. That's the great thing about gambling. It's they're always going to get you, right? They're always going to. Oh get hell you. yeah! Mm-hmm. You know why? Because you always look at the nine thirty uh, Knicks West Coast game and think I can make it all up on this one. You know what we need? We need tasers for officials in the NFL and the replay booth that at at 90 seconds. Remember, what was the movie? Oh, the the Las Vegas movie, the one that the guys all got drunk at the bachelor party. Well, hangover? Hangover. hangover. The hangover. Jonathan, just thank you. And remember when they shot the taser into the fat guy's forehead? Yeah. That's what we need. When you don't have your decision made in 90 seconds on a replay, we shoot you right in the forehead with a taser and go with what the call was. And, by the way, how about all the outrage on the play down by the goal line, uh, the fumble, and then the, they looked it up in the rule book and the officials well, okay. were right. So explain that. In the Bears' e- no, Nobody Eagles recovered game. it. No, but, what I, but why did they review it then? You knew the official picked up the yeah, ball. right. So yeah. you don't need yeah, to see Yeah, you don't even need a no review. Catch. All you got to do is announce. Yes, all you got to do is announce. Nobody recovered the fumble. It's an incomplete pass. Let's go. You could have saved six minutes. But why? So why did they do it? That's what I couldn't. That's what drove me crazy. I don't know. I, they I watched no it to idea. see that it was a catch, which I think it was. But then, then the rule then, applies. So just forget about it. Yeah. Right. That's. Uh, and by the way, if if a team if a guy catches the ball and nobody and basically nobody from either team t- tried to recover said ball why don't yeah. they just say it's a catch at the four yard line well because the guy fumbled so you should be punished for fumbling i think i don't so, know about that i don't know anyway but yes i like know. your idea and it's absolutely ridiculous that we sit Come there on, forever and go. watch this crap let's let's get this thing going i i was not uh, very impressed with the first weekend of uh, football so uh but by the way did you have any doubts that the kid was going to hit the goalpost. 
on uh, the field goal. Once he made, once he hit the first one right down the pipe, you uh, you knew that kid was going to miss the second one. Well, and first of all, it got tipped, but but second of all, he hit the left upright, if I'm not mistaken. Does he usually and hit the it, right one? And then it do- well, no, but but what was hilarious or too bad about it, I guess, is he hit the left upright and it went down and doinked off. The, the crossbar there, which means then, it could have uh, doinked itself yes, in. Yes, right, it could have. And if that goes it. in, that's a field goal. Mm-hmm. Well, that but was, you know what, Patrick? I like I like the Bears and I like the coach, but uh, but uh, I haven't had so much fun on a missed field goal since Blair Walsh with the uh, Vikings announcer in town here. But you know what, Pat? Vikings radio announcer. That was the oh case. oh. One of the five he's highlights. Had a, he's had a one few. Of, one of the five highlights of my life right there. He's had a, a few. But mm. you know what? This all goes back to, too. This is why Zimmer hates kickers. Oh, yeah. You work your ass off that whole game to try and win a football game, and then a little guy named Cody Parkey costs you the game. That's why Zimmer hates kickers. Boy, that Eagles uh, Eagles a lot better looking team than they were three months ago. I'll tell you that, though. Wow. Oh, yeah. They, and maybe because Nick Foles is that much better than Carson Wentz. You got to consider that, don't you, at this yes. point? Yes. Nah, he's much I like more Carson ac- Wentz, but, I mean, this much guy. Much more accurate passer. Well, and he, he's just got the pizzazz to go. They, there's nothing that happens to Foles now that seems to fluster him, you know? You know what I think was wrong with the uh, Eagles early, though? They were trying to adjust to not, not having flip. <laughs> Yeah, that was a big problem. Uh, yeah, that was a big shots. problem. They were trying to adjust that losing flip. Where will flip be coaching? You know, after Ryan's, coach somewhere. Ryan Saunders getting a head coach job in the NBA. Maybe flip will get a head coach in the uh, job in the NFL. I bet flips. A I, I really like Ryan Saunders as a kid, so I shouldn't be taking too many cheap shots at him. But you know, it's uh, it's uh, ridiculous. We are about we are about to find out if the old axiom that, that this is a player's league is entirely true. Yeah, well, they'll you know they'll beat Oklahoma City tomorrow night, and it'll be the greatest move that ever has won. And then they'll end up they're going to end up thirty four and forty eight, you know. So, and uh, miss the playoffs again. And uh, I saw somebody that uh, suggested that uh, Towns and Wiggins will both be gone at the end of the year. Boy, whoa, whoa, whoa! Where, where'd you see that? You can't get rid of Wiggins, and Towns ain't going anywhere. So where'd you see that? Any, oh, just some who the hell would say that? Twitter idiot. You know, Towns ain't going. Towns well, I ain't was hoping, leaving. I was hoping Wiggy got fifty last night. He had twenty-five at halftime, and then he kicked her into neutral. So. Of course he did. Mm-hmm. If Town, if this organization ever decided in, in the next few years to part ways with Towns, they should move. They should go go to Seattle, go wherever. I don't care. That would be the that would that is so incomprehensible that it's beyond stupid. Say, uh, in a moment of. Uh, Melancholy, let me say, uh, Lenny Green died yesterday on his 86th birthday. He was the Twins' original center fielder. Uh, Batted second, actually. I thought he was the leadoff hitter, but I looked it up. Zoilo, when the season started, Zoilo was hitting first, and he was hitting second. Had two really good years there, and we loved him. He was one of our favorite new big leaguers, Lenny. Uh, came from Detroit. Uh, every obit I saw didn't even tell me where he had died. I don't. I don't know where he was living. Hmm. But uh, Lenny Green, left-handed hitting center fielder, and then in uh, 1963 he kind of cooled off. Didn't have a real good start to the season. And Jimmy Hall was on the team as sort of a pinch hitter, a rookie, a uh, 25-year-old rookie because he'd been in the service. Mm-hmm. And uh, Jimmy Hall ended up hitting 33 home runs that year, which was the most ever at the time. 
for an American leaguer who had never had a previous major league at bat, not a not a rookie, but a, who had never had a previous major league at bat, and he took over in center field, and Lenny got traded in 64. But he was one of our early favorites, uh, Lenny Green. And so Hall and – the story with him was he got hit by a pitch or something, right? With Hall's Ah, uh, yes, in 60, uh, I'm not sure what year, 64 maybe. And he got hit by uh, one left-hander, uh, who was it, Steve Hamill? Steve Hamill, I can't remember. Steve Hamill, boy, I can't remember. I can't believe I don't remember. Steve Hamilton maybe. Okay. And what? Oh, no, keep, and, keep going. Uh, I just said okay. Yeah, and he... You know, it didn't have a big impact on him uh, immediately, but he started bailing on lefties. I told you when we did the uh, 50th anniversary of the Twins, mm-hmm. uh, when when was it, 09? Oh, yeah, the, the 50th or 60, 2010, whenever. 2010, we, right? We did that. I went down to North Carolina to see him because he wouldn't come. He was like this. Uh, he wouldn't have anything to do with the Twins because they didn't treat him properly. Uh, didn't like Calvin and, and things like that. and. I went down to, and he wasn't coming back, and I, I went down to North Carolina and met him at the little ballpark in Wilson, North Carolina, which is the home to the uh, North Carolina Baseball Hall of Fame. Some old guy runs it there, and, and he showed up, Jimmy Hall, and I said, you know, I begged him for a half hour, and three and a half hours later I was still there listening to him. It was uh, really it was, it was amazing, his... Uh, is a very odd guy. I mean, uh, just just kind of. He's still living. He's uh, kind of a, but a real bitterness about what seemed to be minor things. But that's uh, all Calvin, though, right? Yeah, I went back to Calvin, but he didn't want to. He always said that the even though he was a short timer with the Yankees, that they treated him better and invited him to old timers games and stuff. I said, well, one of the problems is the Twins didn't have old timers. <laughs> you were correct. Yeah, yes. But uh, anyway, yeah, he get he he came in. And while we're at it, a little nostalgia here, I I wrote a piece that was going to be my column for tomorrow until all this nonsense came up with the thing about uh, the time I went down and uh, got to spend two hours in Bear Bryant's office in 1981 uh, because of the national championship game tonight in Alabama and Saban trying to beat Bear's uh, Bears record, and uh, a guy, I can't remember who, I think it was a guy from the New York Times, but I can't remember what his name was. He and I were in that office for two hours, and his buddies were coming in and talking about turkey hunting, and he was telling stories, and it was uh, it was pretty good. I don't think uh, I don't think if I called up and asked Nick Saban if I could hang out at his office on a Saturday morning, <laughs> that it, it'd probably work too well, do you think? Uh, no, I think they might say the, no. The world I don't has think changed. you'd get to Nick, by the, the way. The world has changed a little bit. Yes. But, Hey, back in the day, man, those old sports information directors in the South were the greatest. So they'd uh, they'd do anything you wanted. It was great. And plus, they they could drink a beer or six, right? Oh yeah, yeah. They would uh, they would uh, you know. They, and plus, they had all those wonderful sayings, you know, those Southern sayings. And they but they were not the enemies of the media. Mm-hmm. But uh, and and I'm not sure the Big Ten was either in the '80s. Things have changed a little bit. Have you seen the news about the latest enhancements to your favorite ballpark, Target Field? What now? I know we're changing the gate. Oh, no, no. This goes, this is new. New news today that uh, that came out via a press release. Are we going to get rid plans. of more seats? No, no, we're not. No, we're not. It, they're, going, they're going to work on or redo, I should say, your favorite place, the batter's eye. 
I've got, I will read you one paragraph. All right, Patrick? Okay, where the trees used to be? Exactly right. Yes, yes. Called the Target Field Living Wall System, which at 2,280 square feet will be among the largest in the continental United States, will incorporate approximately 5,700 sea green juniper plants individually installed and secured in a tiered multi-tray system attached to the existing batter's eye mm-hmm. wall structure. To All get- right. Yes. So when, when they're waving, when the juniper plants are waving in the wind. Yes. All the hitters are going to complain and we're going to have to defoliate them. Is that what uh, they're telling us? Together, the junipers will create a consistent stationary background of lush greenery without variations in color or texture to provide both beauty and a world-class hitter's backdrop. Unless the wind's blowing. Now these plants are going to be tied up snugly then, or what? I don't You can't know. have a big old juniper plant there floating around, for God's sake. You know what I always said? Apparently that? Dave St. Peter has always lamented the uh, absence of the trees. Huh? I, th- I, think, I think Dave was very upset when they had to take down the trees. You know what I've always said? Do what Earl Weaver did in Baltimore, and in the green behind that, do some tomato plants. Yes, that's right. Do some, do a little garden back there that doesn't have to crawl up the wall or does slightly. But no, we went for juniper plants. Well, that's uh, it's very important. How much are we spend it on this now? Oh, I have no idea, but I'm sure. So it's it's, it's going to sure be. Well, are they going to then put advertising on it between innings or what? Mm, that I can't tell. Okay. Uh, We're not saying. I just thought that you'd be very excited about another change to the batter's eye target field. Well, you know me. That that was my first ever Twitter blockade. I know. Was uh, trees in the trees jokes, trees in center field jokes. That was the first one. And what was the second one? Was it Mauer? Could have been bilateral leg weakness. Yeah, it could have been. I'm not sure. There was a couple others in there. Oh, uh, and Christian Ponder and his <laughs> wife uh, jokes about him getting married. That was one. Mackie loved those. What are you talking and about? And I had one. Uh, I had one yesterday. Today. Uh, was it last night or today? I imposed one. Recommending Cheryl Reeve to be the uh, Timberwolves oh. coach. You're not blockaded. You're not blocked. If you're going to be that stupid, you're not blocked. As you said, that, that's your guy, Rand. He was, I think he was I the know. first oh, yeah, he out was, yesterday. Oh, yeah, he was on it, and, uh, you know, he's he's on it, too. And, you know, because because she can win a WNBA title with the best player in the world and three or four great players with her in a 12-team league. Turn that, turn that stride in the locker room off. By the way, uh, where's Derrick Rose going to end up going? Um, that's a very he, good question. He's not staying. No, right? Taj, no. Taj might stay for the whole year, but uh, Derek Rose is going someplace. Although Derek, is he going to get healthy now or not? Who knows? He, he's what, missed what five games, six games now. Yeah, yeah. I ankle. saw him get hurt. So, I mean, what he's al- it's always going to be. He turned an ankle, I think, in overtime against the Hawks a week ago Friday. Mm-hmm. But I mean, well, he's always he going say. to be hurt. Yep. But uh, is is he? He's leading the voting, right, for the All Star Game. Wouldn't that be fantastic? Oh, he's first now. I, I saw. I, th- I think. I no, he no, no, he was one. I mean, but one oh of yeah, the two yeah, guards. No, he's an All Star. Yeah, one of the yeah. two guards. He's ahead of do James you, Harden. He's you, ahead of James Harden. Do you think deep in Derrick Rose's heart, he really wants to, to have to go to an All Star game? I think he wants to just go somewhere and sit oh, on a I beach. Think it'd be, I think it'd be a pretty good revival for him, though. He knows he can sit there and BS. I wouldn't be surprised to see him end up in Houston. Some, you know, they're always taking these. Uh, That's true. You know, they're always loading up on veterans, so and they're they're trying to get it out. But you're going to get a second rounder for him. You probably get a second rounder for Taj. Mm-hmm. Somebody, somebody will want Taj. Beyond that, I don't know who else they can who else they can get rid of. 
So is is Layden going to trade these guys though, or is he because he's going to get fired? I think in April is my guess. Well, so are they going to let him make moves or probably be basically told not to? Well, they're not going to get anything. They you know right again the. B-Squad coach from Ulan Hitterdahl could make these two trades because you're going to get second-round draft choices. Be careful there, Pat. You you're not going to get any. Uh, no, I don't want you to Krasinski's to get. Gretchen's very. I'm not worried about the bride or the husband, but the the, the daughter scares me. She's, <laughs> she's, a, she's got that scowl, man. She looks at you. You're, you get terrified. She's about four. Those kids love you, Pat. You know that. <laughs> yes, Children just absolutely love Uncle Pat. All right, Unchained. Let's get to it. Well, you've, you've been unchained. I've been unchained so far. Pretty but what well else today. do you got for me? Um, what else am I unchained? There's got to be something in Florida. About, Non-sports. I mean, there's got to be something. Uh, but you know, you know what I'm unchained about? Every time I get back down here, and I'm always a year older, but I always feel younger when I get down here, right? Yeah. But they don't change their tactics. They slow down to miss green lights. Drives me nuts because if you if you when you've been down here, once a light turns red here, it stays red for five minutes because they don't want these people pulling through the intersections. And these morons slow down to make sure they miss the light. Get through the light. That's uh, that's my number one complaint about Florida. But uh, it's really hard to complain about too much today because it is a fantastic day. The field looks great. And, uh, uh, you know, we only got, what, five weeks to go here before the, they actually start uh, working out. So. Now, I, I saw something. I think Miguel's supposed to be there pretty soon, right? Didn't they say that he was going to leave, uh, leave home and go to the fort pretty well, soon here? Well, we'll find out. But I think he looked so good when Baldelli went and saw him, they probably gave him permission to stay a little longer. Over in the Dominican. Maybe. Uh, that was a great move, by the way, going over and seeing him. Yeah, it's, yeah so it's yeah, a I fantastic mean, it's something move. That should have been we talked about on. that for years. Something that been, should have been going on in baseball for years. I'm a big believer in a baseball minicamp. Should be right now. Three-day minicamp. I checked the camp. everybody in here. Well, they can if it's voluntary. Oh, okay. Take it, take it off the end of, I uh, said, take it off the, end of uh, the front end of the spring train. I said the next... CBA, that should be in there because it's a really good idea. Yeah, because if you wait till uh, your Twins Fest, although a lot of a lot of teams have their thing early, have their Twins Festy type thing. Uh, yes, earlier the mm-hmm. Viking, uh, the Twins at the end of January because they have that caravan is a uh, is a little later than most, and by then it's too late. If Miguel shows up at two ninety five at Twins Fest, it's too late. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you could get them in here like January 3rd, 4th, and 5th, I think that would be a great idea. And then have them report three days later. He, he looked good. The only question that I had from that picture, and I'm sure it was fine, though, but it looked a little hanky to me. It looked a little photoshopped. Now, it could have been because Rocco saw him and signed off on it, but he almost it almost looked too perfect. Mm-hmm. So I thought to myself, I wonder if they sort of, you know, just, eh, let's let's trim a pound off here or there. Uh, yeah. Well, I I don't know. I don't think so. No, I don't I, either. I just well like with Miguel, me. it's easy to tell with Miguel too. When his face is not horribly fat, then he's, uh, you know, then he's maybe he's you know maybe somebody got to him. I don't know who, but maybe somebody from Jay Z's agency said, "Hey, I think he dumped him, Pat." We signed. Oh, really? I think he might. Maybe have, they someone dumped told me him. Chain. Yeah, changed. What if they dumped him? Say. What if they dumped him? Um, positive, Pat. Two minutes left. Positive, positive, Pat. Pat. Uh, go for basketball team. Uh, uh, Amir Coffee. Wow. 
is if he keeps playing like this, they're going to go to the tournament. They've they won two games in the Big Ten. They won them both because of him. He's been uh, terrific. He's been what they're looking for. And uh, the, the Big Ten is not all that. You know, there's three or four, okay, the Michigan, Michigan State are good. Mm-hmm. But uh, the rest of the Big Ten, the Gophers can be as good as the, uh, good as the rest of them. And, uh, and, and, and the good thing also about the Maryland game is Isaiah Washington's well-rested, so he'll be able to go get him. Do you think he plays in this game? I don't know. It was if interesting he, he didn't get off the bench at all against the Badgers. If he doesn't play in this game, you wonder if he's transferring for the second semester. But that doesn't sound positive, and this no, is positive, Pat. It's a good point. I think, I, think, I, I think they told Isaiah to study the Badgers and be ready to explode <laughs> for the rest of the schedule. So One of the greatest busts as far as expectations that I can recall in Gopher basketball history. Oh, yeah. yeah. And that's not uh, positive, but it's not you. No. You didn't say it. No, I, I did not say that, but uh, certainly the uh, – it, it, it's fun to go back and look at like those first two exhibition games he played, and the Gopher holders were just going nuts. They hadn't seen anything like this in your life. Yeah, let's wait and see him play somebody who might guard you. But that's the way it goes. Never again will we get so excited about a guy just because he's got the name Jelly Jam, Jelly, Jelly, jelly whatever fam. it was, Jelly, jelly uh, Fam, yeah, Jelly Bean, yes. Jelly, uh, Jelly. On donut. social media, just because a guy's donut. good on Twitter, you know what? If being good on Twitter qualified you to be good at sports, you and I would be fantastic. By the uh, Ryan Saunders, greatest name hire since uh, Richard Pitino. Yeah, around here. That's very true. If you can't get a real coach, get a name. All right. All right, we're done. I shouldn't have said that. No, that's fine. All right. All right, I'll talk to you later. AP Radio News. I'm Ed Donahue. President Trump says border security is a top priority. When it comes to keeping the American people safe, I will never, ever back down. The president spoke at the American Farm Bureau Federation convention in New Orleans. He says Democrats have been too dismissive about border security. They view the wall as being a big item that if I don't do it, you know, it's a negative. It's a negative. And I'm not doing it for that reason. I'm doing it because we have to do it. President Trump has demanded $5.7 billion for his long-promised wall, while Democrats, who oppose the wall as both immoral and ineffective, insist Trump reopen the government before they negotiate further uh, over border security. This is day 24 of the partial government shutdown. Earlier, President Trump answered a question he didn't answer over the weekend. Did he ever work for Russia? I never worked for Russia. Not only did I never work for Russia, I think it's a disgrace that you even asked that question. Because it's a whole big fat hoax. It's just a hoax. It came from a New York Times report. The president called former FBI and Justice Department officials known scoundrels and dirty cops. It's a rainy day in Los Angeles. Thousands of striking city teachers are marching in the rain. They want a new contract. Superintendent Austin Butner says it's business as usual at schools. All 1,240 of our K-12 schools are open. 